Good morning, Nachum. Good Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayikra. We begin the third book of the Torah, that of Sefer HaKorbanos, the book of offerings. And let me just tell you, according to the Chinuch, there are 16 mitzvos in this parsha, 11 positive mitzvos and 5 restrictions. I just want to give a very short introduction in the sense that we know that there are three different categories of laws in our Torah. There are what we call mishpatim, which are laws that man could have and would think of on his own, and yet the Torah includes them, logical laws that man needs for society. And we always have to look and see what else is the Torah including when the Torah says, thou shalt not steal. And the rabbis tell us, for example, that I can't even give the wrong impression. Gezel, to steal someone's da'as. When the Torah gives us a second category of mitzvos, meaning that matzah. If the Torah would simply say, eat this particular form of bread, flour and water, which has not leavened, and you are to eat it on the night that we celebrate our freedom from Egypt, that would be a chok, a law without a reason. But the Torah gives us a reason, namely that you were pushed literally out of Egypt, you were chased out of Egypt, and therefore it reminds us of God's not just involvement in our history and destiny, but literally he moves it along, and when the time comes for our redemption, it can come most speedily. The third category is that of chukim, laws without a reason. And if you take a look at the last halacha in the laws of Me'ilah, chapter 8, verse 8 of the Rambam, the Rambam says very carefully how careful we are to be with this third category of chukim, of laws which we don't understand the reason for. And he says, and I quote, v'chola korbonos kulam, all the Offerings are mechlal hachukim heim. They are in the category of chukim, statutes, law without a reason. But then he goes on to tell us that, listen carefully, Amru Chachamim, our rabbis have said, and he refers to the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos, chapter 1, Mishnah 2, that the world stands on three things, Torah, Avodah, and Gemilus Chasadim, the study of Torah, the offerings that were brought in the temple. And today, when we don't have the offerings, it is our prayer. And finally, the performance of good deeds. And the Rambam writes, Shebeshvil avodas ha-korbonos ha-olam omed. Literally, the bringing of offerings is so important. It's one of the pillars that maintains the world. And... The rabbis tell us, we're going to cite at our Pesach Seder from chapter 15 in Bereshis, where God says to Avraham at the bris ben Absorim, at the covenant between the pieces, Yedoa teida, you shall surely know that 
your children are going to be strangers in a land which is not theirs. So it is here that God promises the land of Israel to Avram and his children. And Avram asked Hashem, Oh my goodness, in chapter 15, verse 8, Bamo Eida ki irashena. And what does that mean? It's understood by the Talmud in the Gemara Tanis 27b that Avram was asking that if, unfortunately, my children would sin in the future, what is going to maintain their ability to keep the land? And God answers him, He enumerates the various animals that were to be taken as korbanos, as sacrifices. And the Gemara tells us that in the absence of our actually offering the um, sacrifices, our recitation of them is exceedingly important. It's not just unashama parims for senu, what we can do, that we talk about, but it's the idea that as the word korban has the Hebrew word korov close in it, and it brought man and the Jewish people close to God, that is what our recitation of korbanos, and that is a strong reason why we should be reciting korbanos, the section, every morning before Pesukah Zimra, with greater care and with greater diligence. I'd like, however, to point out something very interesting. Pesach is coming. We don't yet have the Paschal Lamb, the Korban Pesach. But I'd like to show how significant this offering was and is and how it impacts on our life today. If you can, and you're in a position where you can just take down a couple of quick notes, I'll be honored if you were to list some of these uh, ways that I'm bringing to your attention. If I can cover nine of them, I'll try to. This is not a complete and total exhaustive list, but it shows how the Karban Pesach that we pine for, and please God, we will have again in the future, impacts on our life in the forthcoming holiday of Pesach. To begin with, there is the practice, the custom that we know that the firstborn fast on Erev Pesach. And the Be'er Yosef, Rav Yosef Salant, and Rav Shlomo Zalman, Orbach, Zechat Tzadik Levracha, each note that one of the reasons given for the fast is not only because the firstborn of Israel was spared, but the firstborn bemoaned the fact that ay, 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 they are not officiating at the Korban Pesach. And listen carefully, they would have been the officiants at the Korban Pesach were it not for the fact that the Jewish people committed the sin of the golden calf, and after that, the service was taken away from the firstborn, and it was given to the Kohanim. So the firstborn fast on Erev Pesach, a kind of atoning for their and our involvement in the sin of the golden calf. Now, interestingly, 
we know the Pesach doesn't begin until the night following the 14th. Why can't we eat chametz until the night? We know that we stop eating chametz four hours into the day. The reason for that is, and please take a note of this, is because the Torah says you're not permitted to have chametz and eat chametz when you bring the Karban Pesach. The Karban Pesach was brought from mid the day and on. Now, therefore from the Torah you can eat chametz until mid the day. The rabbis, however, were concerned they didn't have the kind of watches that we have today in clocks, and therefore, to make sure that they would not go over that biblical time of mid the day, they put it back two hours, and so we eat chametz until the end of the fourth hour. If you are in the New York area, you'll see the time given by the OU is that of 10.22 in the morning, according to the Muggen of Ram, and understand this is all based on the Korban Pesach, because the Korban Pesach was brought on Erev Pesach in the afternoon. In addition, next point, there is a custom that many don't work, especially in the afternoon of Erev Pesach, because Erev Pesach itself is a holiday, and the reason is because all Israel participated in the bringing of the Karban Pesach. When you brought your Karban, you certainly did not work on that day. And so here, others had the custom of maybe yes, maybe no in the morning, and the afternoon nobody worked. And therefore, this practice is spilled over to this today. Number three, Lo Aleinu, if somebody is sitting Shiva, this is the only day, Erev Pesach, because it is in of itself a holiday, that you would get up at mid the day. Other times, before a Shabbos, before a Yom Tov, the family gets up, whoever's sitting Shiva, as much time as they need to prepare for that Shabbos or Yom Tov. The next one is, A, many people take in Shabbos early, correct? Uh, especially in the summertime. I have young children, elderly parents. I want to start my Pesach Seder early from Plaga Mincha and on. And the answer is, no, you can't. Why not? Because of the Korban Pesach. Because regarding the Torah, regarding the Korban Pesach, the Torah says, the Ochluas HaBosor Palaylo Hazer. You are to eat the meat of the Korban Pesach on this night, to the exclusion of starting earlier in the day. And interestingly, one of the different reasons for the practice of baking matzah on Erev Pesach is once again in the afternoon when the Korban Pesach was brought, we again bring to life the activity, the hustle and bustle of Erev Pesach. We can't do it yet with the korban, we do it with the baking of the matzahs. Now, interestingly, what kind of meat are you eating at the Pesach Seder? There are some Sephardim that eat roasted meat on the night of the Pesach Seder. And the reason for that is because it's a reminder, a remembrance of please God what we had and what we will have. The korban Pesach was eaten roasted. And it's precisely for that reason that Ashkenazim do not eat 
roasted meat on the night of the Karban Pesach, the night of the Pesach Seder. Interestingly, the Afikomon, which is our dessert at the end of the meal. Okay, now watch. What is the purpose of this piece of matzah that we eat at the end of the meal? The Rosh says, well, since we used to have, when we had the Beis HaMikdash, and when we will have the third Beis HaMikdash, we will eat a lamb chop for dessert. Today, we don't have that yet, so we eat a piece of matzah as a reminder to us of that special dessert that we had and will have. The Rashbam, Rashi's grandson, says no, that the real mitzvah of matzah was the matzah that accompanied the Karban Pesach. And since the Karban Pesach was eaten as we know, al-hasova, when you were full for dessert, therefore, as you ate the Karban Pesach at the end of the meal, so too the matzah was the primary matzah eaten at the end. You have no choice, says the Rashbam, but to make the bracha on the matzah earlier in the meal, because it is a Yom Tov meal, this is our bread, and so we begin the Yom Tov meal with the hamotzi, and once you're going to be eating the making the motzi over matzah, you're going to have to be eating the matzah. Once you're eating the matzah, you're going to say the brach of alachilas matzah. But the afikomun, according to the Rashbam, is the main mitzvah of matzah, which accompanied the Korban Pesach. Another one points out the Be'er Yosef, very sharp. We open the door after the Birkas HaMazon and we do so in honor of Elio Anavi, our optimism that he's going to come. We were redeemed on this night. We will be redeemed in the future. One of the reasons that we open the door is to show Leo Shimurim, that it's a night that God protects us, and therefore we can literally open the door. If that's the case, asks the Ber Yosef, why not open the door at the beginning of the meal? Why do we wait till after the Birkas HaMazon? And he suggests, very interesting, something very sharp. And he says, this is found in his last piece on Parsha's bow, that, wait a minute, when we were privileged to eat the Korban Pesach, we had to do so within one location. The Torah says that you're not to take from the Korban Pesach outside. There might be many people in that one room in order to make sure that nobody took from the Korban Pesach outside, they locked the door. And therefore, you finished and you ate the Korban Pesach, which was the last thing that you ate. And then they opened the door. They went upstairs and said the Hallel on the roof with the fresh air. Ah, we remind ourselves of this. When, please God, a week from this coming Monday night, we're going to be opening the door after the Birkas Amazon, after we've eaten once again, to remind ourselves of that practice which we had, and Mitzvah will have again. So these that we have listed, I hope, is going to be a strong, binding reminder to us how important the Korban Pesach was 
and is, and please God, will be for the Jewish people, the only ad forever. Shabbat Shalom to all.